0: podcast. Happy spooky season, junior ambassadors, nerds and nerds of all ages, and welcome to a Halloween-filled episode of the Nerd Night Nation's podcast. I am your ambassador to the Midwest United States, Jared Boots, and with me, as always, is Melissa Nicholson, our ambassador to the Great White North of Canada. Melissa, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing pretty good.
0: Well, the greatest time of the year is finally upon us.
1: Yes. Oh,
0: hockey. the heat is gone hockey's back on i've i've eaten like twice my weight and everything baked pumpkin (laughs) 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 but uh but how's your fall season been going so far
1: yeah it's been going very good um i've been loving this chillier weather and you know i love that you know hockey season is back that's like best thing ever and I don't think I've had enough pumpkin anything yet. <laughs> I've had two pumpkin spice teas so far, and I don't think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I need to work on that. But uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good.
0: Well, considering I have almost polished off two boxes of pumpkin spice Twinkies, a box mm-hmm. of pumpkin spice cupcakes. Uh several pumpkin scones from Starbucks and a bag of pumpkin spice Kit Kats and uh two out of four pumpkin scones from a local farmers market plus uh I think pumpkin spice uh lattes from at least four different coffee shops around the area. It's I'd say yeah. Um I want to send you that gif of Michael Matthew McConaughey from Wolf of Wall Street. You gotta pop in those numbers, man. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at. at <laughs> the rookie numbers. <universe. laughs> yeah, I still I still have to have my uh my once a Year uh pumpkin spice latte from uh Starbucks, so <laughs> I'm sure all the pumpkin spice people are like, Really? How come you haven't had like ten yet? It's like, No, we just have my one and then I'm good.
0: <laughs> and they're, and, they're, and those fields' defences are pretty good, but um Yeah. I may find one that may trump them. Oh. So, Dunn Brothers Coffee, the unofficial official sponsor of Nerd Nation's podcast because I use their free Wi-Fi to download these episodes and upload them. Um, they have seasonal drinks all the time and they had a great orange cream sickle infusion I drank in the summertime.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they have the they have, they have their pumpkin spice latte which I haven't tried yet. But um They have a steamed Butterfinger Nirvana.
2: Mm.
0: And it's got pieces of Butterfinger in it. It's so damn good. (laughs) The second challenger has entered the arena for fall. So, uh, have you been doing anything to? Because uh, it's been a while since we've gotten together and recorded. Uh, I know. Uh, I apologize to all of our listeners. Like it's been kind of scarce, sparse in between uh, our recording times. But um, have you been doing it? Have you been uh, watching any uh, anything to get you in the spooky season? Yeah. Um. I've watched. Well, I
1: watched. Um just recently nightmare before christmas i mean that one's a year-round movie but it kind of gets me into the spooky season and um i also um i had done i've been kind of slacking but i had done um a couple drawings for um and cody Shibe's watch and draw in horror um that's his his annual thing in the month for the month of october he'll do there's a prompt, a drawing prompt, well, not really a drawing prompt, but um, a movie for each day of October. And you can watch the movie and you draw something from it, like a, a moment, a character, whatever. You make something and you do that for each day of October. Um, so I've done, um, I, well, technically I've done one so far uh, and I've been kind of slacking on it, <laughs> but um But yeah, I did that. I did one of the the pictures and I, I'd also, um, you know, along with that, I listened to the soundtrack of the uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So that was like the most epic, spooky season moment ever. (laughs) Um, And that's kind of about it so far. Um, Well, I am going to be going, um, I have some friends that we're we're going to do some spooky season stuff um tonight we're going to a uh, an outdoor haunted uh, not a haunted house but like um a, like haunted like event whatever um called the slate river slaughter so we're going to be doing that tonight and that's going to be a lot of fun um i'm really hoping it's going to be running as normal uh because last time it wasn't so much of anything because it was very much all the like restrictions and things like that so i hope it's going to be full on what they would usually do because i'd love to see that so i'm excited for that and yeah i have some other upcoming things but um i haven't really been doing too much um spooky season stuff but i'm sure now that it's sort of getting closer to to, you know, to Halloween and everything, I'll do a little bit more.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah, uh, much like last year I kind of opted out of doing a scareathon. Uh last Halloween season I watched all the monsters. This year I'm, I'm working on the original 1960s Adams Family television show which I really love and people can fight me, the best actor in that whole show is Ted Cassidy who played Lurch. <laughs> Like, John Austin, Carolyn Jones, Jackie Coogan are all great. But Ted Cassidy, when he gets to, like, spread his wings as Lurch, it's fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, other than that, other really only other things I've done is I've seen a couple of the new release movies that have been out around this time. Uh, watched Hocus Pocus 2 uh, last month, or earlier this month when it came out. And then I uh, watched, uh, as of this week, I went and saw Halloween Ends with uh, my good friend Nick. I don't think I have much thoughts on that yet, but uh, you're still kind of meal. Well, when Nick and I, when Nick and I walked out of the theater, it was, was what do you think? I go, I think I need to see it again. Mm. Nick said the same thing too, and he went home and watched it that night again, and I went home <laughs> and slept because I'm a boring adult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do want to see it again just so I can. I, I, it's catching a lot of hate right now. Yeah, um, I don't hate it. I really like the story they went with, but I think the plot would have worked better post Laurie and Michael. Mm-hmm. I think, but it's got a good story to it. I liked it. I just don't know what to think of it quite yet. I think I, I do know I want to see it again, just mm-hmm. to like better formulate it, lay it out. I, But it's not as bad as everybody's saying it is Um, But I I enjoyed it
1: Yeah, I've definitely i've seen A lot of mixed reviews on it. That's that's kind of you usually do with a lot of them, but um I've seen a, a few negative reviews, but most of them surprisingly like for things i've seen mostly positive so that it just it worked for people like they it kind of like they, they took a chance On a lot of things and it sort of worked For the film so I mean
0: oh. it's, like, it's not a It's not a bad film at all it, it, yeah. They went in a different They went in a different direction and I think it, it worked it worked but I, I did, I'm just trying to pinpoint like Why I need to see it again like why do I need to see this again To like formulate an opinion on it But it's not bad. It's not bad. But I think but gonna... if if it's not too spoilery, if this is gonna be the end of Lori, Lori and Michael storyline, it needs more Michael in it. I mm. guess that's probably like the only non spoiler thing I could tell you and for listeners. If you're gonna build this up if you're gonna build this up as being the lat the end of the storyline between Michael and Lori. I think it needed Michael in it more. Mm. But the plot they go with makes sense. I, I dig it. I don't I don't dislike the plot they went with or anything. But mm. yeah. I really think I really think probably the biggest problem with this whole frame this this Blumhouse franchise of three films has been the marketing for it. Mm. Or the, the public or the PR and the film crew not being in sync with each other. Yeah. like, like 'cause I just got done listening to uh the Real Fans episode they did the whole Halloween franchise up until Halloween kills. Mm-hmm. And they get they're sick to death to be able to like make it talking about Evil Dies tonight from the last film. Yeah. I go, Well, my biggest hang up on the Evil Dies tonight. Yeah, they I see what they're going for, the mob mentality thing, yeah. I get that but i think what makes the how the evil dies tonight sound ridiculous is the fact that it wouldn't be as ridiculous if they didn't announce they're doing another movie after this one yeah so we automatically know going in well they're not going to kill michael
1: yeah and just like i i still wonder you know like you no know, halloween ends i'm like question mark does it <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it, it, if it if it's not too spoilery, it does give a definitive end to the Michael oh. Laurie thing. So okay,
1: well that's and good. I think
0: I, I, I think that's what's supposed to symbolize is that it's it's the Laurie Michael thing is ending.
1: Okay, so they they could, I mean they they could potentially do more than just not.
0: Oh well, you know in know how five years they'll reboot it.
1: Oh yeah. Exactly, somebody else and be basically the same damn thing except different people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll reboot it. Uh, I think Jamie Lee Curtis, I read an article online that she signed a document on Jimmy Fallon show saying she's done playing Laurie Strode.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's say that I didn't hate it. Hmm. Like everybody else
0: does, I I just I think my just my main thing is I need to see it again.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's a thing where you just you gotta like you know you see a movie you gotta see it again just to really you know you probably get more out of it the second time around.
2: Yeah, right? like yeah.
1: maybe you missed something the first time that like yeah you were in the theater you were watching it whatever but it, I don't know you you might miss something in in that first watch and in the second one it's like oh like you. You know, you kind of get more out of it, so it's maybe it's one of those ones where a little, it'll kind of warm up to you. think <laughs> like you warm up to it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, with you and American World from London.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking it, and I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh,
3: <damn> it!
0: <laughs> I will yeah. say the op- the opening scene of this film. Fucking brutal! It was like one of the best opening scenes to a Halloween film besides the original. Oh yeah, yeah. The little little quick scene before the credits, like it is fucking brutal, and it does pay off in the film. It actually plays a central plot in the in the film too. So it's not it's like a it's not like killing Drew Barrymore at the beginning of Scream where it doesn't doesn't really matter after that, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, the opening scene with this actually it carries throughout the, the whole film, which, oh. which that did that, that that did impress me upon first viewing, like, oh okay, is this is this gonna pay off at all during the film? And it actually does, so I'm glad it did. So mm-hmm. yeah. you'll start you'll start to watch the opening of this movie like what the fuck? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it,
0: it really is like a holy shit, what the fuck, like moment.
1: God damn, I need to see this then.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: so be part of the group of what? Holy shit, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> it's
0: it's insane mm. how this film opens. <laughs>
3: Well, we're not
1: here to review the latest Halloween movie. What are we <laughs> <to> reviewing?
0: <laughs> we're here to celebrate the hundredth anniversary of a scary movie. Melissa, how many hundred-year-old movies have you seen in your lifetime?
1: Uh, probably just this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just this one. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: like we did earlier this year, we did, or was it? No, it was last year, we did um, 90th anniversaries of uh, Dracula and Frankenstein, and then we did uh, 80th of
3: uh, the Wolfman last year. Yeah. Excuse me. Fuck
0: you with the security. <laughs> we're
3: going to take a little
0: trip back to March 4th of 1922 and talk about a little German film called Nosferatu which turns 100 years old this year I thought of this joke in my head before we went on the air 1922 in Germany is a time in between Germany was not up to nefarious shit (laughs) 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 but uh of course, Nosferatu, if you have not seen it, it is a silent film. It's a, it's a loose, dare I say loose, uh, interpretation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, directed by, this is, this is going to be the podcast of names being butchered. I can already tell you that right now. Um, it was directed by F.W.
3: Murnau. I think so, yeah.
0: And, and then the screenplay was written by Heinrich Galeen. So, uh, Melissa, I'm not going to bury the lead. Why don't you give me your thoughts on uh, Nosferatu since you watch it for the first
1: time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just watched it like not even a couple hours before recording this podcast. (laughs) Um, This is uh, a first-time view. Um, I hadn't seen it at all. Of course I knew about it. It was something, you know, you see it around a lot and, and I think it's sort of, I don't know, maybe, um, become a little bit more of a thing now lately. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, this was, like I said, the first time view and I didn't really have, um. It didn't really go in with much expectations, I was just I'm, I'm just gonna go in and and you know watch it and enjoy it for what it is. Um, I did sort of expect it to be a little bit like the cuz like the if we can jump ahead for like 2.5 seconds. Um, the ending is like that little bit sort of darker and I sort of thought it was going to be a little bit more of that um you know like it starts out very light and um you know light and sort of fun and i thought it would progress a little bit more into that like the darker tones and things um but uh but yeah i thought um general thing before really sort of (laughs) it was like i thought it was it was all right Um, It definitely has layers of cheese to it, (laughs) but, you know, and I'm sure, you know, for the time, I'm sure it was quite the film, Um, you know, it's not your, your sort of usual films that you probably would have seen at the time, and... You know it, it does have it's you know like the you know doors opening and you don't see anybody there and just creating those little moments of of tension and, and things like that that probably you know would have been you know and then just seeing Nosferatu himself like you probably would have been quite scared of him because he's you know he's scary looking and so that like I mean that one would have been an interesting one to like travel back in time and see the reaction of these people you know Uh, they probably would have genuinely been you know um like had some fear of it or whatever um but uh yeah it was definitely it's different watching a silent film because you're very much you gotta you, you really have to like pay attention because it's you know, you're looking at like you know the actors, you know like the characters' reactions and things, and then so you're reading when it comes up with all the, the you know what they're saying essentially. Um, there's you know a few things where I was sort of like um, like it they don't really it really gets to the point this film like it it doesn't really you know I found it didn't really waste time with with details it just sort of got to the point and you were off on you know this journey um one of the one of the things that, that i thought was kind of funny was you know you see hutter he he leaves on a you know he gets told that oh you're gonna go travel to uh castle and um you know go visit this count or uh, orlock and okay so he leaves on one horse he's got all this stuff he leaves on a horse and then the next thing is, oh, the, there's a whole thing of he's on his journey and everything and and then the horses pulled harder. Like, uh, what? And the next scene is you see like a whole group of horses in a carriage thing. like, um, at what point did he get that many? <laughs> what happened there? I think I missed something. He left on one. <laughs> Like, did I miscount or something? <laughs>
0: well, uh, I might be able to shed a little insight on that. Yeah. Um, so I did a little IMDb digging on this. Uh-huh. So apparently, the state of Bram Stoker sued people involved with this film. Okay. So, first of all, that's why he's called called Count Orlock and mm-hmm. not Count Dracula. Yeah. But um, yeah, so apparently, as a result of that lawsuit, all the original prints and reels were destroyed, mm. but uh, over the years, um, second prints and stuff have come out and been pieced together. So I think that's why part of the reason why it's so choppy. Yeah,
1: yeah, because they had a with the there's a little blurb at the beginning because I, I watched it through, um, through Shutter, and had a little thing at the beginning of just sort of you know them talking that it was you know they restored it and um that they there was like a safety copy apparently that they were able to like take from and sort of piece the thing together um i I
0: watched i watched the hour 20 minute version on youtube
1: okay see see, uh, mine was an hour 35
0: yeah so it might be scenes uh, i'll have to go on shutter and watch watch this again
1: yeah yeah, they've got that one and they've got a the couple other ones as well on there but uh but yeah that's where where i ended up watching it and um but yeah you definitely see that yeah it's pieced together and it's you know it just transits to different things so it's sort of like uh what just like if you, you almost feel like okay did i miss something yeah <laughs> there
0: there's a lot of moments like that like wait a minute what
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, you you sort of, you you do kind of get used to it. You're just kind of like okay, you just you you go with it, you know. Um, I I did get a laugh out of when Huttery's in the the like he, you know, meets up with, um, you know, I don't I don't think he really knows it yet, but like he meets up with with Count Orlock in the the horses and, and the carriage and just how fast that thing. <laughs> yeah it was really funny for me
0: oh, whips, whips that fucking u-turn with it
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there was like that one part where he's like going down the road and it's like <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> uh. it just yeah <laughs> <laughs> it kind of unintentionally just you know made me laugh <laughs>
0: I think uh, this is actually the second time I've seen the film, because I watched this in preparation for our Dracula episode last year.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, I kind of dig it. I dig it for what it is. I think both times I've watched the film, though, I always laugh at how overly dramatic uh, Emily is.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and everything, every scene <laughs> she's in, it's like, okay, we get it. You're acting. Yeah. When he brings her he the flowers, why did you kill the flowers? <laughs>
1: why did you kill them such beautiful flowers
0: <laughs> he just laughs.
1: <laughs>,
0: laughs or how overdramatic he is uh, she is when he goes to transylvania What is to say I'm off to the land of thieves and ghouls thieves he and ghosts
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of love how like excited he is about it like he's just I'm going <laughs> like it's it's almost like a um like i'm going on an adventure <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. i will say like you know he's he's kind of a hunter he's he's got disney princess vibes
0: he's very naive
1: very much so and i found it really funny when he he's at that like tavern thing and he stays overnight and he wakes up and it's like it's total Disney princess like oh Wake up pleasant <laughs> sleep <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's just you definitely get that he's a very naive person like he's just very much in that just bubble of, of Whatever like he's not he's obviously not been He's not very worldly, you know, you, you get that from him, but it's just it's really played Kind of funny and over dramatic at times.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's just how it was the times too. Especially so since you didn't have any, you couldn't use your voice to act at the time, so you had to show it with your expression. So you had to go big somehow. So I think you had to act over the top as well.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Like you, you, you want to get the, you know, the the emotions out of like what you're trying to express.
0: Every emotion's cranked up to an 11.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And I, and I did sort of find it funny too. Like he, you know, he gets to the the castle and, Oh, it's, it's midnight and it's very much looks like daylight.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's why they throw the blue filter in. Did yours have the blue filter in it? Uh, so every time in the at least I'm, the one I, wa- I watched a 4k restored version on youtube so mm. every time this the the picture goes like a slight bluish tint mm. it's supposed to symbolize nighttime
1: mm. i think it i think it might have a couple times it can sort of went a bit bluish or whatever yeah. but yes yeah, so. so
0: whenever 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 it's bluish it means it's supposed to be nighttime okay because okay. I think they would be able to get what they wanted to filming at night. So
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Not... Like you said, time. This would be a what like you said. This would be a good time to, I'd like to go back to a theater and like an old school theater, in nineteen twenty-two, with a live organist. Yeah, and uh, listen to this or watch That'd
1: it. Be a pretty cool experience.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, we we also. Uh, glossed over uh, Max Shrek as count orlock the lead character of this film which he's only got nine minutes of screen time in this movie
1: yeah but I think he he pretty like i think he does it effectively absolutely like well, he's subtle in his like he's slow in his actions and he just you know there are times where it's sort of like he's kind of like an awkward nerd in a corner <laughs> but but i think he's still he's effective in, in what he does well
0: whether you love or hate this film you have to you have to give props to count orlock where he stands in kind of like the pop culture zeitgeist of vampires yeah like he has his place in history
2: oh absolutely
0: like whether you've seen the film or not, I think most people do know. Like the two most iconic scenes in this film are the shat, his shadow when he's coming up the stairs at the end, yeah. and his and his death scene when he walks by the window. I think those are probably two of the most iconic moments in vampire film history.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Like maybe not top three, but maybe at least top ten.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely, it certainly has a place for sure. You can't, you can't dispute that.
0: I'm kind of shocked because uh, I'm a you and I are both huge fans of uh, what we do in the shadows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually shocked we haven't got a nod to uh, Count Orlock in that show yet.
1: Yeah. it's surprising. Maybe we will at some point. It'd be kind well, of
0: funny. And and it's also a, f- a form of vampire that we have seen several times throughout pop culture: uh, the vampires and say the vampire in Salem's Lot, Count Orlock, and then uh, most recently. Uh, in Rob Zombie's Monsters film, uh, Lily goes on a date with Count Orlock.
2: Yeah.
0: And he turned him into a kind of a, which was funny. I thought I thought it was funny they turned him into like a crazy cat lady with his rats.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which after after watching this the second time, after um, seeing Rob Zombie's Monsters, is how many rats are in Nosferatu?
2: Yeah.
0: So that just makes it so much funnier.
2: <laughs>
0: Him being the crazy cat the, the crazy rat, rat man. <laughs> That's I like, I think some of my favorite scenes have to be like every time they open the coffins and they see the rats coming out of there.
1: Yeah.
0: I like the ship crew <laughs> reacting to the, all the rats and everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like the was the one moment where the guy he, He's like trying to like hit the rats, and then he hits his foot, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> 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 so- cor- Count, uh, Count Orlock really does have his place in in pop culture, even if you just saw a picture of Count Orlock, you know who that's you know that's from
1: Oh, absolutely, and I mean, like this film itself has influenced so much. You know, it's basically a. If we didn't have this, we wouldn't have, you know, what we have now, and like the the things that it influenced for sure. So, you know, you, you definitely, you know, um, I I don't, I I definitely I don't hate the film, I, I really don't. But it's just, yeah, you you, you know, it, it's all right and it's good for for what it is. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's you know, the watching it 100 years later it maybe hasn't aged so well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, funny you mentioned, did you hear we're getting, a, apparently we're getting a remake? Oh, really? Starring Bill Skarsgård and uh, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter, uh, Lily Rose.
1: Oh, yeah, I think, yes, I did hear about that. Yeah.
0: So I'm curious to see if they're going to make it silent film or they're going to put actual dialogue in it
1: yeah that would be interesting
0: well it's funny you look at look at this and you look at this film from 1922 and just nine years later we get bella lugosi
3: mm-hmm.
0: did you see a lot of similarities between uh the universal
3: version and this yeah yeah definitely
0: I definitely, like, there's a lot of th- things about this film I do enjoy. I, I all the, all nine minutes of Count Orlock is pretty great.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, have you heard the urban legend about Max Shrek?
1: I probably have, but it's, uh, or maybe not. I'm not sure what it is.
0: All right, all right. So there is an urban legend that Max Shrek played a vampire so well. Uh, people are saying the reason why he played a vampire so well is because he, in fact, was a vampire in real life. Okay. And there's an actual movie dedicated to that called Shadow of the Vampire that came up and came out in 2000 with uh, Willem Dafoe as Max Schreck.
3: <laughs> so I, I, I kind of want to see this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting.
1: It's, it's, I'm sure, I'm quite sure it's, you know, urban legend, but it's just funny that, you know, they, they believed it so much that <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, it
0: was a hundred, it was a hundred years ago, man.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I bet we could read a book about what people believed in 1922. and Yeah. It, our minds just be blown like wow really but, yeah. yeah they believed max shrek played a vampire so well that he was in fact an actual
3: vampire mm-hmm. <laughs> well does uh christopher
0: walken's max shrek character make more sense to you now in batman returns yeah so they say he point out all these things, the way he moves and everything's very much like a vampire, the way he creeps up on Selena. You like see his shadow on the wall and everything. Yeah. Platt, his eyebrows, his big bushy ass eyebrows.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom, she when I was watching the film, she comes in and she's like, you know, um you get, she's like, You gotta love his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the dude was tall too he's like 6'3
1: really you don't really get that
0: yeah everybody's wearing like I don't want to say platform shoes but like the shoes of the time they're all wearing boots and stuff so it's they're in there let's see I think the film's supposed to take place in the 1800s like 1838 or something like that so um, yeah so they're all wearing their Historical garb for them at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All platform shooting stuff. Yeah, he doesn't really come off as being that tall. He doesn't really cast uh, that big of a shadow over Hutter. No. He himself seems quite tall, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of the character of knock his boss?
1: I, I enjoyed him. um, You knew that. There was that he was gonna go nuts though, like there he's he's not right head.
0: He's he's essentially red He's essentially Renfield.
1: Exactly, and and that's exactly like what I immediately picked up. I'm like, yeah, you're you're the Renfield character, like that. That's who you are, and I thought he was fun. Um, I I I enjoyed um, I I enjoyed him. Um, I thought (laughs) I. I, there there was a lot of you know moments like especially when he's in his like cell or when he climbs up to the window and <laughs> it's like yeah I, I i definitely i thought he was he was funny you definitely see him you know get that just a little bit more crazy as as it kind of goes along and um you know i love the like the one thing that comes up he's you know a patient came in and he's stark raving mad
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll never be talking about, uh, I think they're talking about, he's got a, he's got a touch of mania or something like that. I think they call it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, just I think a touch of mania.
0: <laughs> a touch of mania, something like that. And, uh, I like the one scene where he's going nuts in the cell and the orderly and the doctor just looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope it's the quality of the film, but look at the look on the, uh, Look at the look on the orderly's face. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his eyeballs disappear. Yeah.
2: are
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just sitting there watching watching knock uh, bounce off the walls. So yeah. I wonder if I I wonder if Dwight Fry did take some inspiration from knock in this film.
1: I could I could definitely see it. Like, you know, if, I'm sure he probably would have. Maybe um but yeah
2: uh <laughs> yeah, as
0: so, soon as i saw that scene where he saw saw the spiders in the cell i instantly heard dwight fry's voice
3: spiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah i thought i thought he was fun and i i love how they just okay we're gonna just tie him up <laughs> yeah give
0: a mental patient rope yeah good thinking 1920 or
1: 1838 (laughs) yeah (laughs) really didn't think that through did you no (laughs) Um,
0: i forgot to write down the name of the town that they're in but um i think one of my favorite shots has to be Count like running through the town carrying his casket on his hip like it's nothing.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love how he's... He, 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 he's like sort of like he stops. Like he's like sneaking around. i was like, okay, I'm just going
0: <laughs> to... He's like running through the fucking village like Benny Hill carrying a coffin.
1: <laughs> he just... He, I mean, you could totally like... <laughs> you like put the Benny Hill theme over that. That would be just... That's been hilarious. Well, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like that wouldn't be awkward at all.
0: <laughs> such a, it is a fun movie. Oh, uh, I like the scene with the werewolf too, which which is essentially a striped hyena.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: the werewolf wanders the forest but it looks like a hyena
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's probably good for 1922 yeah if you're honest to think about it
3: Mm -hmm. but it works i guess (laughs) yeah
1: i one of my my kind of favorite little moments was Like, you know, oh, she's that Ellen was pining for her beloved, and she's at that beach, and it's like covered in crosses. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) saw that too. Like, uh, a fun (laughs) little beach. Yeah. (laughs) This is a lovely place.
0: (laughs) Very relaxing. Yeah. (laughs) Those two wives. Got my ass in the sand, toes in the water, crosses all over.
3: Life is good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of
0: symbolism behind it. It kind of makes me want to go back and read, actually, read Dracula now. Mm. Just to see how accurate it, like how much. So curious to see how much Bela Lugosi's Dracula took from this. And I want to, I'm uh, even not more curious to see how much this took from it, even though they were sued by the, the, Br- the Bram Stoker estate.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah.
0: It, make, it makes you wonder how much they actually took from this.
1: Yeah. It would be interesting. They Obviously, you know, they did, you know, take some from it, but yeah, it would be interesting to, um, because it, it really has been a long minute since I've actually like read it, so it'd be interesting to read it and see how much he actually took. Which I don't, I feel like it's very little, <laughs> but I don't know. It ha- it need you know need to read it and then okay get the sense. Well,
0: things. if you piece some piece together some of the things they took from, so they obviously changed some character names. Yeah. Um. You piece together some of the things we've seen in this film and other dracula films like for example bela lugosi's You got him showing up to drive the coach
2: mm-hmm.
0: to pick him up you get the people the test too afraid to go up to the castle um you got him wanting to buy a house somewhere else on dracula's it's london or somewhere in england he wants to buy a, a castle or a
3: house um got him living in transylvania mm-hmm. uh but you don't have vel hell you don't have the van helsing character Well, you have this doctor but
0: like i think the doctor stuff really goes nowhere and knows yeah
1: it's it's there but it's not it, it doesn't really serve much in the in the story they just oh, they call for the Doctor and sort of looks after them, but that's kind of about it. Like, he doesn't really play a major role in it.
0: Well, by the time he gets back with the Doctor,
3: it's all pretty much done anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the random
0: stuff, like the Doctor showing his students the Venus flytrap. It's like a
2: vampire. <laughs>
0: Where the hell did that come from? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that moment didn't really seem to sort of fit. It was like, okay, this professor, and he's teaching a class, and...
0: <laughs> I, r- I really think he was supposed to be the Van Helsing of the whole thing.
1: Probably, yeah. But um, I don't
0: uh, I guess that's another reason why I'd like to go back to 1922 and see like this whole thing uncut, like untouched.
1: Yeah. I feel like you'd probably get more out of it because there would be a, probably more to it because, I mean, you're piecing a lot of this stuff together. So maybe there's a little bit more that, you know, we haven't seen and it would it would make for a, a better viewing and a better story being told.
3: It, 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 it is almost sort of like a film, like a blink and you miss it.
0: Yeah. Like I I, I rewatched it a couple times last night. I had to rewind it a few times because I had such a long week at work. I had nodded off a couple times while watching it. And I was like, okay, what did I miss?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is happening now. And I go back to rewind it. Oh, I
3: didn't really miss anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, I I can appreciate that, you know, they've taken the time to, you know, restore this thing and keep it, you know, somewhat preserved. Because, you know, I I think this stuff, it definitely, it has a place in, in, you know, in film history and and it being, you know, the first vampire on screen, vampire character. So, you know, it definitely holds a place. And I think it's great that, you know it's definitely been preserved as best as it can right like it's it's definitely not going to be perfect but you know you have something which you know
0: this this film does make a lot of like top 100 films of all time or lists or films you have to see before you die
1: yeah yeah and i think it's it's definitely you you it's worth a watch and i mean if you you know, it, it you're you're not really wasting your 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 time with it. Um, yeah, it's it is a little bit tough to get through because you know at times just very much over the top and you know. But you know what, you just you just go with it and you know kind of have fun with it. I think is the best way to to go about it.
0: Are you uh? Does this want get you to want to see any other quote unquote horror films in the? silent film era like this like uh metropolis or the cabinet of dr caligari or uh, the man who laughs
1: yeah i i definitely would want to check out some other ones because i really haven't like i've uh, you know i all of the silent films that i've seen have been mostly well like mostly comedies right so like your charlie Chaplins and things like that so i haven't really seen I haven't seen anything of like for horror silent films.
0: Oh, so you also you also got your uh, your classics,
3: Lon Chaney Sr. Like uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Was Was Jekyll and Hyde and Hunchback were they also silent films? I can't remember. Uh,
0: I think I, I think yeah. and they were silent films too.
3: Maybe. I'm not 100 sure yeah
1: it would be it really would be interesting to go and and see these and actually i think i think shutter has them there's a couple titles you mentioned that i remember seeing in the in the listing so i think they have them so i'd be able to to check them out because yeah it would be really neat to see um you know these other ones doing their you know sound
0: of film so well if you didn't know the man who laughs is an inspiration conrad beats character from the man who laughs is the inspiration behind the joker yeah i knew that yeah that one i have seen it's been a long time but i I am going to check out the cabin of dr caligari uh sometime soon here because uh for halloween my girlfriend kelsey and i are dressing as rob zombie and sherry zombies characters from the living dead girl music video Mm -hmm. and that music video is very much inspired by the cabin of dr caligari which i think a lot of modern horror is too like a i know tim burton takes a lot of uh inspiration from these old black and whites
3: Hmm. Uh,
0: <clears throat> so like i said so this film does have its place in history if not regular film history definitely has its place in horror movie history
1: yeah absolutely
0: like you see that you see a picture of Conor Orlock, you know where that's from.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you yeah, you definitely you don't have to see it to to know it because it is such a he's such an iconic character, like an iconic image too. Like just yeah, you, you definitely you know and it it holds definitely holds a place. I would definitely I'd certainly say that.
0: And since you never finished Rob Zombies and the Monsters, spoilers, Count Orlok gets eaten to the death by his rats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it appears
0: in a newspaper headline. <laughs> I, after re-watching two again last night and hearing Rob Zombies commentary on the Monsters film, I just kind of want to stand up and give like rob them a big standing ovation for like the little details making kind of or like like the crazy lat rat man
1: mm.
0: like uh, bravo sir bravo <laughs> like, that's yeah. well played sir <laughs> like that yeah. uh, that was a deep cut and i really i really dig that
2: yeah
0: <laughs> plus um for off his old newer album that came out last year uh cemetery man i went and saw Rob Zombie in concert back in august and he's got a lot of screens involved with his live shows and um he's got shots of count orlock um on the
3: screen during cemetery man just pretty badass that is really cool i haven't seen sam's lot in a long time is that count orlock
1: I I actually haven't seen it, so I don't know.
0: I know there's supposed to be a remake coming out of it again, because of course. Of
1: course, everything's being remade
3: these days. Is it a or a sequel? Probably remake.
0: I know it's a remake, but I'm just trying to remember if uh, the character, the main van the main vampire, is supposed to be uh, supposed to be
3: Count Orlock or not. But sure, doesn't appear to be. Mm. Look at the remix. I know William Sadler is supposed to be in the new one. Mm. Oh, it's Kurt Barlow. Barlow, so but it's definitely very much
0: uh, not of like, but it's definitely Count Orlock inspired, uh, yeah. design for the vampire. Which, yeah. like, again, I'm saying, I was thinking about something today, we haven't really seen that kind of depiction or at least a direct shout out to Count Orlock and what we do in the shadows because yeah. we've gotten a lot of different weird, random callbacks in the vampire world to this television show,
2: yeah.
0: Like having Pee Wee Herman play his character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Perfect. Wesley Snipes being Blade in there. Perfect. Uh, getting nods to Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Perfect. Um, But what we need is either, we also have, I was thinking to myself today, we also have that representation from the Lost Boys mm. in, uh, in there. Yeah. And what we do in the Shadows. But, yeah, a, I'm surprised they haven't done, like, a Count Orlock. Because uh I'll say, well, maybe the Baron, but though no, the Baron's supposed to be more of a throwback to uh Gary Oldman's
3: character from Rob Stoker's Dracula. Mm. It's kinda of weird that we ever have another Count Orlock throwback yeah. reference.
0: Maybe people maybe they thought like, oh, that the kids aren't gonna know who this is. Young viewers aren't gonna know who Count Orlock is.
3: Yeah,
1: which which I mean could be, but, you know, there's still people that would know it, so I don't think it would really be, you know, a complete, like, miss, you know? Like, it wouldn't be just, oh, like, that. It's
0: probably why they threw Evan Rachel Wood's character from Twilight in that, in the Vampire Council. Like, oh, I get it. Mm. Yeah. So, does this? Do you have any interest to see this shadow of the bat now to see how they
3: approach it? Yeah. As far as I know, it's only streaming on Prime.
1: Okay. What
0: this tarnishes everything. Uh, Um. (laughs) are you willing to recommend this film to anybody like would it or would you rather recommend this film to more of a film buff or more of a horror film buff
1: I would say more of a film buff um, I would I would say that I mean if they if they were somebody who was also into horror then it'd be like a perfect thing for them um, but I think more of the, like, the film person, like, just, you know, um, like, kind of, like, your, your cinematic perspective, like, how they, you know, like, make the film and how they did things. And and I think, or, like, even how they achieve things, especially for the time, um, I think a film buff would definitely get into it. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, a horror fan would, would as well. But it's not like i guess yes it is it's definitely you know has its place within the horror genre but it doesn't really come across as really much of a horror but um but i think if yeah if you're a horror fan i think you you need to give it a watch at least to to really you know get to know all nine minutes of count (laughs) orlock But but yeah, I think they'd appreciate it for what it is, and I think also a film buff would as well. So, it I would recommend it. I'd
0: say I'd recommend it to a film buff, especially during the Halloween season. Like, yeah, say like I want I'm into classic stuff. I want to see something. Well, have you seen Bram Stoker's? Have you seen Dracula from 1931? Yeah. Well, have you seen Nosferatu from 1922? Yeah. I can't remember when was it. 1932 is when the Spanish version came out, isn't it? Everybody says that it's better than the Universal version of Dracula. It's the Spanish version of Dracula. <laughs> but uh, I also like to go back in time and see Bela Lugosi on stage as Dracula before he played him on the screen.
1: Mm, that would be really cool. Okay. But
0: yeah. So this versus Dracula. What are you watching, Dracula? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a loaded question. I knew that was a. I knew the answer before I even asked the question. That was a stupid question.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. but you know, maybe it could have been like, oh, what's the other one now? But yeah, I, I get. I definitely get more out of out of the other Dracula than than this one. But it's it's fun for what it is. Um, you know, it, it it's it, definitely it would have been you know film of its time, and it definitely you know I don't. Disagree that it, you know, it holds a place in in horror history and and film history for sure. So, yeah.
0: So there you have it, a a glowing review of uh, <laughs> Nosferatu. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: it's it's definitely something you gotta check for yourself. Like,
2: yeah,
0: the acting is very much over the top, um, but it's fun.
3: Like you get a kick out of it. Melissa, where can the listeners keep up with you if they choose to?
1: Oh, well, they can keep up with me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Miss n 25 It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. Um, I also have an art page called on Instagram called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. And again, it's all lowercase and nothing fancy, and you can find me on there. And where can they find you, Jared?
0: Uh, you can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore um, J. On Twitter, it's all where you'll find me defending Rob Zombie's Munsters movie. <laughs> and,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> and on Instagram, you'll find pictures of my beard and of my cats, because that's what the Internet's truly for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a podcast as a whole, you can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Night Nation's podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at nerd 9 podcast at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us on our home at Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And on any one of those platforms, be sure to leave a rating and a review because it helps us be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community.
0: Hold on. Try that again. Well, the spooky season is upon us. We've got all the baked, pumpkin-baked goods we could feast on and drink latte-style, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all the great horror movies are out there right now. And chilly weather is here. It's fucking amazing. Flannels and hoodies. Rejoice. Uh, but before we meet again this Halloween season, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of advice. Beware that his shadow doth not burden your dreams with horrible fears. Twenty's <laughs> advice. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone,
1: and do not represent the companies they have to their work. For. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.